Welcome to the worst of the best podcast. You wanted the best. Well, they didn't freaking make it. So here's what you get from Canada and sunny Southern California. Ryan and Tony. Welcome to another episode of the Worst of the Best podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. With me is returning guest host, Tony, who's a professional talk show. How you doing, podcast land? Yeah, he's a professional talk show guest. Uh, So, Tony, of course, uh, guest with me on the 90s wrestlers, and we got some great feedback on that episode, Tony. People loved your breakdown of the wrestlers and inside knowledge and all that good scoop, and you did an amazing job. You're looking looking, uh, svelte there. Have you lost some weight, or what's going on I have lost, yeah. Well, see, it turns out that a secret to a really good diet is, like, food just gets too expensive. Oh. And then also, like, I had, like, those weird epiphanies where I was eating lunch one day, and I'm like, like lunch made sense in, like, the days of, like, industrial labor, like, hardworking farms. Like, like, most of us have email jobs now. We really just need breakfast and dinner. Midday meal is not necessary for, like, a 21st century lifestyle, so I just stopped eating. That'll do it. Stop eating food. Yeah, stop well, eating so much. Who knew? Well, our mutual friend uh, Zip, he's also lost seventy five pounds. I don't oh, know yeah, what your number is. Looking he's, great. He looks great. He looks fantastic. He almost looks handsome. He almost looks handsome. His West Coast look is phenomenal. Yeah. So of course Zip was a part of the uh, No Redeeming Qualities podcast, and Tony was a one big toilet podcast. And, yeah. and I've always said I didn't always agree with all your takes, but you were never ill informed, and your passion regarding your opinions and your takes were always so much fun to listen to. You're missed, but you just want to be a podcast guests like right now yeah so that they said i just last night i was like you know what i don't want to be a host i just want to guest i don't know how that i can make a career out of that but maybe <laughs> i can find a way when i make money i'll give you some money how does that sound the, the title of this episode was selfie slip-ups 10 individuals caught in the act so these are people who through the uh, medium of selfies they screwed up screwed themselves over because it is like one of those weird things that it's uh, it's actually a lot easier to get away with murder than people realize yes so you have to be like phenomenally dumb like a selfie yeah to just take a selfie like that <laughs> yeah, right? there's, there's a few here that are pretty bad okay so here we go plenty of people love selfies have you ever taken a selfie you don't seem like a selfie guy but what's your feeling i dabble selfies? Yeah, we I dabble yeah. too. Yesterday uh, at our office, there were uh, therapy puppies, and I just took a selfie because I had to show the, uh, the little guy. Yeah, well, I that, said it. that's allowed. That's allowed. Yeah. yeah, you take a picture of the puppy. Okay, all right. So you discriminated yourself with cuteness. That's okay. I did. It okay. was adorable. Little guy. This guy was. You can see from, like the size guy. He was only eight weeks old. He was huge. Aww. That's cute. Yeah. Sometimes are taken to commemorate an important occasion or holding puppies. Other times they're meant to celebrate a moment like holding puppies. Often <laughs> they result from spontaneous impulses. The selfies on like this list. getting to hold a puppy. The selfies on this list were also taken for a variety of reasons, perhaps as a memento, to document a deed, to accompany public comments, to secure future breaking rights for vanity's sakes, or for some other purposes peculiar to the photographers who took them. While these selfies may strike us as odd, they had an unexpected result. These self-portraits incriminated the very people who created them. We'll play the news clip for the audience and for ourselves so we can hear 
how their uh, crimes or their incriminations made the news first. Okay. After two tourists try to make their mark on Rome's ancient Colosseum walls, officials and visitors alike are now condemning the acts of vandalism. Two young American women from California carved their initials and a full name into the Colosseum, then proceeded to cement the act in stone with a selfie of their handiwork. The director of the Colosseum says the tourists were given a high fine after they committed the crime, which was doubled after using a selfie stick which are banned from the premises. Fellow visitors were left stunned. I think it's horrible. I mean, can't even imagine what would go through someone's head to possess them to do that. It's something that is historic and should be kept preserved the way it is. It was just horrible that they would do that. The vandals have since been freed on their own recognizance, but face charges for aggravated damage to a monument. All right, so these two gals, and their names were unknown. I even went to the news article, and I couldn't find their names. So ironically, their names, though, if I want to get their names, I have to go to the Coliseum. <laughs> they, <laughs> they scratched their names in there. Now, Tony, so what they did is they literally scratched in, like, Ryan and Tony, we're yeah. here, and let's take a selfie, and they used a selfie stick, which, let's be honest, selfie sticks should be banned everywhere. not just. So, like, I live in Orange County, California. <laughs> okay. And obviously our primary attraction right the, like our economy basically revolves around disneyland park right? and like i remember it was like 2014 when like selfie sticks were mm. becoming kind of ubiquitous right is that w by late 2014 disney had already like banned them <laughs> and like if you don't put that away we're gonna snap it over our knee they're super annoying and it's for people who are also like not spatially aware you don't want to give them a stick because it's gonna end up in somebody's face right especially like i said i'm six four so usually oh, these are like oh. smaller people like who are not cognizant of that, I don't get like bat in the eye because you're not paying attention to, to where that thing is going. Like I think it said Naomi and something else. Yeah, I think they just show their names. Yeah, and whatever it was. Naomi and Becca, 2015. Right. You That's know, insane. It's just... What's just crazy? I guess they were able to do it incognito enough, so they would. Here's the situation, and the, a lot of these aren't going to be this situation. They would have gotten away with it to a certain degree had they not taken the photo but they posted on their social media which then incriminates yeah. them so again ryan and tony were at the coliseum who's ryan and tony there's no way to verify ryan and yeah, tony. Right. especially if you do something like here we are on the coliseum grounds yeah but i'm now shocked they don't have one of them carving their name and right. now we got yeah we're taking a selfie with their names being carved into the uh yeah so that's a big no so yeah that's, hey. a... <laughs> that's pretty self-indulgent that's yeah. i'd say this one is stupid yeah, like I, I'll say probably right from the get go, this isn't going to be like the worst, but this one is the worst in life. Yeah, don't reveal like, till the end. Don't reveal how to the dumb end. and tacky it is to just carve. This your is name tacky. Into, That's a good yeah. word. Tacky. Like, carving your freaking name in like historical <laughs> monument of that nature. I don't know. I could see doing it if uh, like at Stone Mountain, Georgia. Like in America, we have a lot of monuments for things that shouldn't be if you're vandalizing those that yeah that's insane have you ever been there before uh, no i'm i am notoriously poorly traveled okay yeah i said i, I gotta Fair fix enough. that all right well the money that you get from these uh, podcast appearances you should be able to go yeah right all right so you've got uh next one i believe number nine i got number nine cheyenne rose antoine a canadian man made a grim discovery when he found a young woman's lifeless body near a road not far from Saskatoon's landfills. Despite her cold, shoeless condition, she clung to a fragile thread of life. Nearby lay a belt. Rushed to a hospital, the young woman tragically succumbed soon after arrival. With the help of photographs depicting her tattoos, a broken watch and jacket, the authorities were able to identify her as Brittany Jane Gargol. The investigation led to the authorities to Cheyenne Rose Antoine, 21, who claimed to have been bar hopping with Gargol the night before her death. 
However, law enforcement swiftly debunked Antoine's account as surveillance footage from one of the bars they supposedly visited showed no trace of their presence. Further complicating the matters, investigators learned that on the night of the murder, Antoine had confided with a friend, admitting to an argument, and the subsequent killing of Gargol, whom she had first struck and then strangled. The critical evidence that sealed the deal was a selfie Antoine had posted on Facebook. In the photograph, she wore the murder weapon, Gargol's belt, which had been found near the victim's body. In a plea deal reached on March 25, 2015, Antoine confessed to the murder of Gargol and received a 70-year prison sentence. Yeah, so they were young gals. They, they were both 18 at the time. I guess when this news piece came out, she was 21. Okay. Uh, but should, I think they were both 18 at the time. I actually watched a quick 13-minute true crime YouTube video on this case. So I got a little bit kind of background. I saw their photos, both lovely girls. Now, Cheyenne kind of came from a broken home. I get it. So she has some real issues. And Cheyenne never revealed why she killed her really close best. Almost, I guess they were like best friends. They yeah. met late in their teen years. Of course, the person that was killed was a young, bright, loved individual who had a bright future ahead of them. So what happened was, folks, if, just so you're tracking, so they took a photo of their night out, like a, your typical, hey, we're out, we're out having drinks photo. Yeah. And they were at like 18 years old, and they were club hopping. And in that picture, murderer, Cheyenne, wore the belt in the photo and later that night that same belt was used to strangle gargle with the other the victim and left at the crime scene so when the cops had the evidence they're like a minute this belt is in that photo <laughs> that yeah. they put on and it was a selfie picture that was put on facebook and this this girl who did the murder too she tried to like cover it up by Right underneath, like, oh, you're so loved and missed. I can't yeah. believe you're gone from the world and all this stuff. And, and I saw too that she wrote like some Facebook comment the yeah. night of the murder to her to be like, hey, where were you? We're that's looking right. For you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, where are you? That's like, which she almost got away with it. In fact, had she hidden the murder weapon and yeah. or not taken that selfie photo, I hate to say it, she would have probably gotten away with the murder. I, well, so the big one is that she told the cops that she had been barb hopping with Gargoyle, and it sounds like before that she killed her. So a girl ends up dead. Like, suspect number one is going to be the boyfriend. Right. So you could even just say, oh, she was out with her boyfriend and they were fighting. It's all you have to say. And then like you have closed off any thread to your investigation. And they would probably never revisit it. They would do the boyfriend and then they would just go on to like sickos. The fact that she she lied, right? She just should have never said we were out together. If she just yeah. If she didn't make that one mistake, she'd probably be walking the streets free. Yeah, lovely girls. Both their lives ruined. One of them through murder, one through committing. It's yeah, crazy. Right. Probably over some petty it, argument that just blew out of proportion. I wonder, it was never revealed. She tried to claim that she didn't remember doing the murder because uh, she was so high on drugs or alcohol, <laughs> and that's why she only got the seven years. And the, I guess also, so the persecutors actually had a hard time getting her more on stuff. Apparently, she had probably a good defense lawyer or what it yeah, was. I don't know. Only seven years. In the states, they'd give you twenty-five. Isn't there like some sort of, if you do it while you're under the influence, you actually get a bit of a break? Is that really a thing? Because that sounds like what happened here. Because she was yeah. under the influence, she doesn't remember doing it. This feels like it could be like a murder too. It was probably like a fight that got out of hand. It was one of those ones where you get, like, you're fighting, and she like probably just yanked the belt too quick, and then and then something that's like I can't Im- I just I I can't imagine anyone listening who's murdered anyone. Shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you. Let me just say, shame on you. Yes. How dare you? You're a real jerk. All right. 
Okay. Adam Howe may think he's looking pretty hot in this selfie, but now he's in the hot seat and behind bars for burglary. That overnight burglary happened here at the Hilltop Tabernacle Church in Chula Vista early Monday morning. Investigators say this is how he got inside. The pastor didn't want to go on camera, but he was kind enough to share these pictures with 10 News of the wood splintered door where police say how forced entry. You can see the broken door jam into the pastor's office and all of this mess around the desks and file cabinets. Police believe 26-year-old Howe and at least two other people ransacked the church where they took cash and laptop computers and then left this mess inside. They didn't stop there. Police say they also ransacked this Prowler RV in the church parking lot where they took several purses and watches. But in addition to a paper and blood trail, he also left behind another clue. According to detectives, his cell phone. The pastor tells us he found it in the hallway inside. Anything they leave behind is evidence we're going to look at it. A lot of times it's fingerprints. Um, or footprints or the standard type of evidence. In this case, it was a cell phone. Detectives say the background in how selfie looked all too familiar. A park in Chula Vista, which eventually led officers to his whereabouts. They say he was homeless living here in this riverbed encampment right behind the church, where many but not all of the stolen items were found. The total loss, about $10,000. In Chula Vista, Jennifer Jensen, 10 News. Is that in California? Yeah, it's uh, San Diego area. Okay. Do they have crime in California or? A little bit. It's the largest state in the world. I mean, the largest state in the country. Do you, a, do you have a homeless issue there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So this guy didn't take a photo at the crime scene. He left his cell phone. Yeah. Like he was in such a panic. This is probably what I think happened. Because he's busting down doors. He's leaving blood everywhere because he yeah. probably cut his hand, bashing doors, picking up stuff in a hurry. So he's moving fast, right? So he's cut himself. So he's left DNA evidence anyways on the ground. But th then he dropped his cell phone in the hustle and bustle, thinking, oh, well, whatever, I'll buy a new one. But on that cell phone, the cops got the cell phone, looked at the pictures, like, oh, who is this guy? Obviously, this guy owns this phone. And they, they actually looked at the background and put two and two together of the uh, geographical background, the ground behind him. And he was that's where he was basically sleeping in that area with other homeless people. Yeah, was, yeah he was like sleeping like in the parking yeah. lot of the church. Yeah, it's his standard tweaker behavior. I first saw the guy's face, I was like, that's a meth head. That's a meth head. And then the whole crime is like, this is like the dumb kind of meth head, like criminal antics that they're going to do. I made this joke because like, I'm a very like far left person politically, right? It's obvious, very obvious at this point to anybody who's listening to me more than once. I think the biggest problem people have with the like, idea of like kind of like leftist thing is that they're worried that you can't like beat up tweakers. And I'm here to tell you that under any kind of economic system we have, any kind of way society is structured, I promise you there will always be a place to be mean to tweakers. Tweakers are just awful. They're just like scummy, scuzzy. It's kind of one of those ones, even when like, like you help them, they just don't care. Like, it was just like a tweaker, right? He was probably spun, was needing to fix. They're like, oh man, freaking church got the collection plate we'll just go in there and then uh, broke it down and probably his dumbass didn't even realize he lost his phone until like two days later oh that's probably right yeah, yeah. all right you've got the next one unfortunately there's no youtube video for this one but what do right. we have for number seven tommy beverly tommy beverly's downfall was linked to stolen loot in a july 18 2018 robbery in shreveport louisiana the 27 year old suspect made off with two cell phones and some cash However, it seems he couldn't resist the temptation to document the moment, taking several selfies using at least one of the stolen phones. Unbeknownst to him, 
The phone's rightful owner had configured the device to automatically upload photos taken with, it, with its camera to the cloud. This is precisely what transpired after Beverly captured himself in, these in those photos. Just three days following the crime, authorities received information about all the stolen cell phones' location, and a tip enabled them to identify the sus suspect. So again, this is like another just dumb, the like, tweaker dumb. Just, there he is there. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to... maybe, maybe not a tweaker, but he's got that kind of tweaker mindset. It's just like, it's like dumb, thoughtless. Like... What's the thought process here? So here's the, for those who are watching this on our YouTube channel, we have the picture here of, uh, what's his name again? Tommy Beverly. So he steals these phones, and why is your first thought to take a selfie of yourself on a stolen phone? Because I think he's thinking this is his phone now, that he's going to go take it to the, yeah. to the jewelry store, like shady phone store in the mall. And they'll wipe the phone for you for 50 bucks. I guess so. Technology has advanced so fast that you get people that still, usually again, tweakers, is uh, you'll see them come into a place like that. Like you'll see a guy like around like the corner, be like, hey man, how do you get a job here? And it's like, on the internet. How do you not know it's on the internet? Like, how are right. you living in this world where you don't know that? But there are still some people, mainly through like incarceration, poverty, da da da, some circumstances beyond their control. So I won't bemoan all of them. Right. But you get people that are like super like unaware of like how technology works. And it, sometimes it's people that are like really rich too that you're like, how do you not know how this phone works? That's how the, the mafia got taken down, or not taken down, but like the mafia in New York is like now on a like super. Uh, like a shell of what it was, not just because of Rico charges, because now all these like the, the young kids in the mafia text each other and they send selfies to each other all the time. Right. Like they don't get how this stuff works anymore. Okay. All right. Well, I have another video from mine, but I lucked out. I, I didn't mean to send you the non-video one. So I got another news clip of, of mine. This one is for Travis Berkeley. Okay. So let's hear what the, his story is. Back on January 27th, Milwaukee police held a press conference to say they had four people in custody related to these six deaths. But it wasn't until today that someone finally had their day in court. 34-year-old Travis Berkeley is now charged. Court records say he told a confidential informant it was a robbery gone wrong. It was more than five months ago, Milwaukee police found six bodies inside a home near 21st and Wright. That week, family who spoke with Fox 6 all had a similar question. I don't know why somebody would do this to them. I don't. You understand the charges that are being set forth to you today? <clears throat> this weekend, some answers. 34-year-old Travis Berkeley is now... Just look at this guy. He's 34. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's 50. I thought that was like Norm from Cheers. When that show started, he was 30. Yeah, yeah, I know. If, yes. I feel like yeah, this guy could have been cast as yes. the neighbor on an 80s sitcom, you know, who's playing the father Ted or something. And he's 34, but he's playing a 55-year-old. Yeah, be... this is like 80s 34. Yeah, that's right. It's 80s 34. Yeah, you have like your dad's friend who was like all haggard. And like, always smelled like cigarettes and cheap beer, right? It's, it's like Danny know, Glover like... in uh, Lethal Weapon, the first Lethal Weapon film. I'm too old for this. He was 40. Yeah. <laughs> That's eight years younger than I am right now. Anyway, so uh, you're not 48. I'm 48 next month. Yeah. You are not 48. Next month, I turn 48. <laughs> you, were, like, you look 26. How do you do that? Oh, you're too kind. You're no, too how kind. do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. It was a, the baby blood? What do you call that? Econodrome, or what's that called? Uh, Adrenochrome, yeah, or... but that don't work because you look at them and they all look like hell. That's well, because you get plastic <laughs> surgery. The secret is drink the baby blood and don't do plastic. Don't get, 
Don't get fillers. That's right. Yeah, fillers they're... make you look older. All right. So let's hear what this guy did. So he did a robbery, but why are so many people dead? We'll find out. <laughs> Charged with six counts of felony murder, armed robbery, party to a crime. Court records say Berkeley sometimes stayed at the home where the bodies were found and that he'd work security for the drug dealing that happened there. He's hanging out this place as the drug dealing yeah. home. So probably not the best house, but I love this guy's work at the front door of this house. Yeah, he's just drug... working, he's working the door at a trap house. <laughs> Okay, but the rule of thumb here, folks, make sure you pay your drug dealer yeah. security guys a little bit more money because this is what happened. Check it out. But on January 20th, something changed. The criminal complaint says Berkeley told a confidential informant he tried to rob Dante Williams' wife, Michelle, tried to protect him and was shot. The others were then killed to make sure there weren't any witnesses. So the guy robbed his drug dealing buddy. His wife's like, no, you're not going to rob him. So he, he shot her, then killed the husband. They got killed the other four guys that were there to buy drugs for the day. <laughs> they, all, they all got killed. So there yeah. be no witnesses. Just, just did a massacre because like <laughs> six people. That's a that's a mass shooting. <laughs> it's insane because they're all in the same residence yeah. at the same. It's, like nobody was able to yeah. get away. Somehow and, and was is, able to. I'm going to let you know a, a, a horrible secret about America. We count a mass shooting as anything that's four and above. Oh, and we have so many of these that don't get reported like this because they're in a residential area, right? So, like, you kill seven people in their home, you probably won't make the news. This is insane to me. I, as a Canadian, hearing <laughs> about six people just being killed in one residence, that's gotta be that would be your headlines for months. Like, this happened like in Toronto. You don't think that we you don't think Trudeau heard about, would be I'm like... sure heard about six people killed in a home? Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, what I'm amazed at, how did he do it? What were they? How are the old just like sitting around? Like they probably said, it was, they, were, they were probably smoking crack. I guess it's like a trap house, right? They're buying and smoking in there, and so like they're all staying there. So somebody was probably all rocked up and then just passed out and groggy, and then he just freaked and killed everybody and just ran out. That's I love how they have for this one picture. They don't have a picture of this one guy, Giovanni Liddell. No photo yeah. available. I wonder who the seventh guy was that showed up at the house to get drugs that day. He's like, yeah, I'm here to get some drugs from Donta. Hello, yeah. <laughs> hello, anyone? Usually hey, man, you got nobody here. out the door. What's up with yeah. that? Yeah, you guys close for the day? Yeah. Oh, I'm coming back later. It's like... uh, it appears that he may be a potential flight risk as well as a risk to the community. Berkeley is now being held on $1 million cash bail. If found guilty, he faces up to 330 years in prison. We wish him all the best. <laughs> is... Um... To say that guy's a flight risk is absurd because I don't think he can scrounge up that kind of money to get a ticket. No. He's not going to get that copper wire that fast. 330 years in prison. He's just like, man, at least I don't have to work the door anymore. I get yeah. three square a day. I hate well, to say it, there's a lot of people like that in jail. That's th again, 34, that was a lot of miles of bad road. So it's like he's like, a, he's like dude, I'm going to die at 41. Oh, yeah, he'll be dead. Of old age. So like, at the rate I'm going, it's like, dude's aging like a dog. <laughs> Oh yeah, he looked terrible. Again, if yeah. you're not watching this on YouTube, uh, check out the show notes. I'll look. The, I'll link the YouTube uh, to the show notes. You got to see some, some of these people what they look like. Now for this next one that you have there, Tony, I do have the news piece. Do you yes, wish? please. Okay, we'll do that. 
a chapter closed in a family's fight for justice for Vanessa Guillen as the only person charged in her death accepted a plea agreement. Cecily Aguilar's guilty plea comes nearly three years after Aaron Robinson reportedly killed Guillen, then with Aguilar's help dismembered and buried her remains. Guillen's sister and mother said Aguilar's plea took them completely by surprise. Anchor Bailey Bates is live outside the federal courthouse in Waco with why the family says this isn't the end of their fight for justice. She explains. Bailey. Kristen Lindsay, although Cecily Aguilar took a plea agreement today, her sentencing for these crimes is still in limbo. That hearing is not going to be scheduled for at least 90 days. Put your amp. Because she took a plea agreement this afternoon, that will no longer be happening. Meyer Gann says they just found out Friday that this could be happening, so it took them by surprise, as you had mentioned, Lindsay. They were caught off guard. They thought she was going to keep fighting a back against the charges. She says there is a lot of mixed emotions, but she has some comfort in knowing Aguilar admitted to what she did to her sister, but case isn't officially closed until sentencing. So a little bit kind of the aftermath of the news story. So what did Chrissy do there? Or yeah. sorry, Cicely. So Army Specialist Aaron David Robinson, age 20, took his own life on July 1st, 2020, following the murder of Private First Class Vanessa Gillian. That's also a picture there. So, yeah, so what's this one's a little confusing, so we'll try to get Yeah, right, because it, it is expected that Gillian's murder may have been connected to her prior disclosures to family members regarding incidents of sexual harassment that she experienced at Fort Hood, Texas. Fort Hood, Texas also, by the way, is like, just a, like so many like suspicious suicides and dead bodies come out of that military oh, really? base. It's, Boy, I'm about to do an episode on yeah. Fort Hood. Yeah, really should. On the same day, Cecily Aguilar, rumored to have had a relationship with Robinson, was apprehended. During her confession, Aguilar disclosed that Robinson had killed Guillen using a hammer, placed her in a box, and removed her from the military base. Later, after Aguilar's workday had ended, Robinson drove her to a location along the Leon River. There, she used a hatchet or axe or machete-like knife to dismember Guillen's body, severing her limbs and head. Subsequently, they attempted to incinerate her remains before burying them in three separate locations. In a disturbing twist, Aguilar not only dismembered and concealed the victim's body, but also posted selfies on Instagram with dis distressing ca uh, captions. The final post in the series, shared on May 25th, featured an, uh, an excessive number of hashtags and a chilly message. People who fight fire with fire end up with the ashes of their own integrity. Okay, so... so what happened here, folks, is we have these 20-year-old 20 20 year kids, really, in the military. Yeah. One Donald who killed himself after he committed this murder and all this dismembering and everything. He, obviously, so it, he got the easy way out. He blows his brains out for murdering this girl. It doesn't say why. I have to dig in deeper as to why the murder was committed. So his girlfriend or friend, Cicely, I guess they had a relationship together. Yeah, it sounds like they, you've seen both women. Probably. This is what's crazy. Okay, so Buddy kills girl. Cool. Great. He shoots himself. That should have been the whole story, but it's not. He recruits his bang buddy, whatever, recruits her to say, look, we've got to get rid of this evidence, rid of this body. To do so, we're going to take a hatchet or a machete, and we're going to chop her up into three separate piles of pieces and or burn these three piles of... There's got to be an easier way to get rid of a body. Yeah. And, and thirdly... She's like, that's really cool that we're doing this. I want to take a selfie, post it on Instagram, and say some yeah. people get what's coming to them. What do we have here, Tony? Yeah. Am I missing something? In the, in the States here, the Army is really not getting the best and brightest anymore. The recruitments are really down, and, the, and they have, they've been like drastically lowering the standards to get enlistments. 
for a, at least like a decade. They've been like, like slowly like lowering the, the standards. So we're now at a point where you're getting a lot of people that really are like super problematic and it's just being ignored. This I said Fort Hood is like a hotbed of this kind of of these nightmare scenarios because they just happen all the time. Yeah, I it so it sounds like Vanessa, the poor victim, was sexually assaulted or harassed. Yeah. Gets killed by Buddy there, and he probably did those things. Gets his girlfriend to help bury the body. He shoots himself in the head after they do that. Yeah. And she takes Instagram. So, unless we were missing the mark here, folks, she got caught because she posted on Instagram. Basically, she's an accessory that if she did not mention anything, it was an open and shut case. Everything would have just pointed to the In fact, she could have just narked on her boyfriend and been scot free. She would have been a hero. He killed her. Yeah. She could have said. He coerced me into helping yes. him bury the body. Yeah, he had a gun. He had a gun pointed at me, and then yeah, he shoots. He was, that's right, because he shot himself in the head. Yeah, he's not going to deny that. So many ways to get out of that one. So many ways. Like sometimes, man, you, you're too much of a ride or die. All right, uh, who's got the next one? What's the, you what's got the next one? Number four. You? Number four is me. Okay, I see. You have a new story for this one. All right, here we go. Selfies on Facebook and it lands. Right, let's go back. Woman posts some selfies on Facebook and it lands her in trouble with police. That's because officers say the clothes she's wearing in the pictures were stolen. Sam Jones reports. These may look like normal pictures, any selfie you'd see on a social media site, but they're not. What she stole was a very distinct leopard dress. Police say they're evidence of shoplifting committed by Danielle Saxton. So. Right now, we're looking at Daniel Saxon. I think she might be pregnant in these photos. It looks like it. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine this is your mom. Okay, this is your future mom. <laughs> From Morty's Boutique in West Frankfurt, where multiple items disappeared last Friday. Dress, a couple shirts, some jewelry, you know, a couple items like that. Kurt Williams co-owns the store. He was heading back to work last week when he saw a woman walking away from the store with those clothes. Her excuse was that there was nobody in here. We were in the back working, and uh, she could just take it. That's amazing. That's amazing. There's nobody here working the store. So if I have no customer service, I'm just going to walk over. That is the next level of when you're a cashier and like something doesn't scan, people immediately go, oh, it's free. It's free. Right. <laughs> it's like that's taking that. It's a joke, but that, that is a huge leap in logic that I can actually see somebody entitled enough to earnestly believe. Not really much of an excuse there. Williams checked store security cameras and posted about the theft on Facebook. Thanks to pictures cool on Saxton's account, other users immediately put two and two together. We just had a description and a direction of travel, but shortly after that, when the uh, social media aspect played into it, we were able to identify who it was. We knew her, and by looking at the background of the photograph, we were able to pinpoint where she was at. Chief Sean Toledo says Saxton still had the clothes in her hand when officers arrived. They arrested her and later found she was wanted on another warrant in Jackson County. She is a busy gal. Yeah. Like, I, I, and I'm being serious here. Like, she's good looking. So what a weird way to end your life. Like, not end your life, but to... Because this could be forever on her record. She's got a criminal record. Like, what a weird way to throw away your life. Tweak, on the... Go on again, tweaker. You can see it in the eyes. Is she a tweaker? Oh. Yeah. He's not surprised by the help from social media. When you put something out there, it's a matter of minutes before it can go viral and go world. Morty's installed their cameras just six months ago, a purchase worth its weight in arrests. With having the cameras now, we've been able to catch the people. We've had an instance before where we've caught the people doing it. And, you know, posting it on Facebook is a way of shame.
Okay, so the rule of thumb here, folks, is always assume you're on camera. Yeah. Don't pick your nose. Oh. Don't shoplift. Don't fondle your date's breasts at a beetle juice <laughs> Always assume you're on camera. Yeah. You just have to assume that. Yeah, that Lauren Boebert at the Beetlejuice thing. I saw a tweet where somebody says, like, look, if they can get, like, a kind of detailed video of her giving a hand shiver in the crowd there, like, you ain't safe. Do you blame them? <laughs> that was their first date, apparently. What base is that when you fondle on top? What, is that third or second? second? Is it second? Okay. Yeah. All right. I, second... it, it, it also depends upon the generation, right? Because I think, oh. like, third to Gen X and third to Gen Z or... Okay. Home run for a Gen Zoomers like opening up the relationship. But uh, that's funny. Okay, so, so what happened to her? She stole the goods and had to post yeah. her new dress on Facebook. Yeah, she just she was like, hey, check out this new dress I bought by because no, no, she there. didn't buy it. Look at this new dress I got from the yeah, store. I got, yeah, probably, I got yeah, because nobody was there, so I assumed it was free. Now, is what is going on in the states? With I'm seeing this on my Twitter feed. Am I wrong about this? That there's some sort of law or not law that you can walk out with a certain amount of merchandise and you're not going to be, is that it's, a real thing? What is no, this? What, it's kind of sensationalized. What it is, is that uh, I'm seeing just, people walk out of Walmart. Yeah, with, people like, do. And I think, and I actually have, uh, I'll take numbers with them because like what it is that district attorneys say they will no longer prosecute if the theft is under $995 because it's petty okay. theft. That's what's considered petty theft in the United States. So basically so, one, one trip to Costco. Okay. What, what that means is that you can still be arrested you can still be charged. You can still have this upend your life, but it won't be prosecuted as like a felony, right? Usually they'll they'll make you do something else. What happens is that the police, in a way to have a tantrum, say, we're not going to prosecute for that, then we're not going to stop it. So oh. instead what they're just doing is they're allowing people to get away with this. So it's still a crime, but it's the cops crime. Are, they're just not yeah. going to do anything. They're, they're just, just not going to do the work. Yeah, they're not going to enforce the law because they're not going to send somebody to jail for it. So they won't stop it. I think we really have to look at is how things are interpreted. This is like my, my media literacy is that they're like, it was making headlines a few weeks ago that $100,000 was, up, there was like, a, like one of these like raids where they all went in and they took a bunch of stuff and walked out. And they were saying $100,000 worth of merchandise was stolen. However, that's how much the merchandise was being sold for. If you really look how much that merchandise cost Nordstrom, it would probably be around two thousand bucks. You look at the margins of these places and in this and that, it becomes cup. And then there's certain things like like uh, grocery stores. I'll, I'll say this one is that uh, they'll talk about like rampant theft in grocery stores, but ignore the fact that your average grocery store throws away forty percent of its perishable goods. You know, if you can feasibly throw away 40% of your merchandise, I'm not really concerned with theft. You're kind of expecting people to employ a level of good faith to enforce your profit margins while you are exponentially jacking up the prices for no other reason than to bolster your stock portfolio. And that's kind of weird. Problem with that is that the theft is so much overblown when you got literally 500 people in this country stealing Trillions of dollars from everybody. One big toilet podcast. We yeah, want to right. your po you want to plug Rest your podcast? Peace. <laughs> oh, you're missed, Tony. You and Zip. I miss you guys. And Bob, too. Loud yeah. Bob. We miss Bob. Yeah, All right. I think Bob's coming on the next one with Zip. With oh, me. nice. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that is uh, Daniel Saxon, by the way. She's the one, again, uh, not a bad looking. I think she, she can still be fixed. Uh, some guy can still take care of her. It's not too late. Her I can save her. You can save Somebody can save her. I want to save her. All right, all right. I've got the next one. Oh, I've got right. a, I've got the video for this. You want to show? Yeah, let's roll the tape, Ryan. Roll the tape.
He so. may be the most vain fugitive in America. 45-year-old Donald Chip Pugh looks so has high. lots of things to worry about, the least of which should have been how he looked in this mugshot. Local police in Lima, Ohio posted the mugshot on their Facebook page, hoping a hot tip would lead to his capture. When the fugitive saw it, he was outraged. Why? Because he thought the mugshot made him look terrible. He may have been right. Check out the double chin, the red bleary eyes. So what did he do? That's Donald Chip Hugh, all right, calling the local <laughs> radio station. He looks like a cross between Sinbad and uh, Alfonso from. Uh, Alfonso, I was going to say he looks like Stone Carlton. But I also see the yeah. I think he's more yeah. Carlton than uh, Sinbad, yeah. but a little bit of both. Uh, so yeah, he does look yeah, better you're here. Really on the nose there with that. It is like a Venn diagram of those two guys. <laughs> it's a Venn diagram of Sinbad and Alfonso. Yeah. All right, again, uh, you got to check out our YouTube stuff, guys. But yeah, so he sent this selfie. Is that what I understand? He sent this to the police, and this is yeah. a better selfie. Okay station whining about his unflattering mugshot. The DJs were doing their best to find out where he was hiding out. Just about every other question was, hey Chip, where you at? Hey Chip, where you hiding? Hey Chip, what you doing? And trying to get him to slip up, which he didn't. Where are you at again, Chip? Right now? Yeah. Actually, I'm sitting in a bunker right next to Chapo Guzman. We're trying to make <laughs> a tunnel and get to McDonald's. Funny guy. Then Pew. See, he's got the Sinbad humor. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Pew really let his vanity get the best of him. He sent cops this dapper selfie from his life <laughs> on the run with the taunting message, here is a better photo. He does keep that getting looking better and better each subsequent. Oh yeah, picture. that is a better photo. So that's the one he sent. Yeah. Okay, so the, yeah, so for so this guy first... sent he sent two. Oh, and each one he looks wildly different but wildly better. So... He got the snazzy gold rim sunglasses, yeah. the stylish sports coat. We always say thank God for stupid criminals. You headed south to sunny Florida, where you guessed it, all that attention about his mugshot led to a tip about his whereabouts. Instead of catching the rays in Florida, Pew was locked up in the county slammer in Pensacola. It's hard to talk trash when you're walking away in handcuffs. The sheriff posted Pew's newest mugshot with the message, How's this photo, Donald Pew? Hashtag thanks for the selfie. This one's the funniest one, I feel like. I feel like this <laughs> guy, like, honestly, is that at some point it became a flex and it, you caught him to get away with it. It was the crime he even committed. He was identified as a person of interest in various investigations. So who knows? Could be it could have been various, right? That's all. Yeah, right. So yeah, he's a person of interest, right? So he's not even the guy incriminated. And that's one of like those weird like things where like in the the police department can say, Oh, you're a person of interest, and then your failure to appear gives you a criminal record. And that's so, right. Like, that's probably what it was. So he's just so it's like he might have even thought he was not much trouble. Maybe. This guy's probably the good guy in this situation. I'm rooting for him, though. He's gloating. He's rubbing their faces. He's making great pictures. And even then, when they actually apprehend him, they make sure to take a flattering mugshot. So in the end, he wins. He won. So he's not the worst pick by far. I guess. No, I, my hat goes off to him. This guy's. This guy's and he looks. Awesome. He's looking pretty. He's looking pretty good too. He's forty-five. So he's like seven years older than that Travis guy, and he looks yeah. ten years younger. Yeah. Yeah, and he's looking great. And said some of those pictures, he looks downright handsome. I'm sitting there saying, is that? That's right. I, th I think he's running laps on these guys. At some point, like they felt they needed to get him just because he was dunking on them so hard. So this one doesn't have a news story, but I do have a picture to share. So I'm just going to bring up the picture here. Actually, I'll read the story first, then I'll show you the picture. All right, so this guy's name is Ashley Keist. It's a guy. So 
this is from BBC News. This happened in Rotherthurm, Rother, sorry, Rother, boy, these UK towns. I I have a weird thing about English, like England, England is Yorkshire. Let's just say Yorkshire. Okay. So this is what this guy did. So he, uh, following a break-in at a residence in Yorkshire, England, 25-year-old Ashley Keast committed a critical blunder by taking a self-incriminating selfie, of course, to commemorate his successful heist. Yeah, job well done, Ashley. He got £27,000 worth of electrical items, jewelry, and an Audi. In an attempt to evade detection, so in his attempt, as he saw it, to evade detection, Keist employed a stolen SIM card, inserting it into a different phone than the one he used to take the card from. He then posted his selfie on the WhatsApp Messenger app, unaware that he had inadvertently sent his picture to the victim's colleagues. Okay. Who promptly alerted authorities. So he does a SIM card switch. Goes so I get his, it. Did he go on a different WhatsApp account? Not, My not guess is that he switched again. So it goes back to like we were talking about people who don't understand technology. So it's like he understood enough to switch out the swap out the SIM cards. Which does what? That's your number, right? So if like you swap out the little the, the card that's like your But phone he goes on the and, WhatsApp app, so that doesn't matter. So he switched the phones. So he didn't realize that by putting it on the phone, which the, the hard drive on your phone has a completely different apparatus or whatever. So he probably just assumed that when he switched the SIM cards, like all of his login stuff just ported over. Okay. Like he just assumed that he ported over the phone. Like did he put the SIM? Did he take the photo with the, per, the people's phone in the house? With the stolen phone. And then oh, he posted okay. it. He just posted it, not realizing that his dumbass posted it to like, the, per, the the victim's WhatsApp account. So he just posted a selfie to all of his, because he thought oh, that my. he thought by swapping the SIM cards, he logged out of all the apps and logged back in on his account. Oh yeah. Here's the picture. So you can almost guess what he looks like. Okay. I'll show you. Oops, wrong I'm way. just expecting a guy just like in nothing but Burberry. There you go. What do you think? <laughs> It's a meathead. He's got some tattoos, shaved yeah, me, head, yeah, so he's, tank he's top, like in, wife beater. In, in Britain, they call these guys like chads, I believe. Like, yeah, he looks like he's uh, he just came out as an extra of a, a 2001 Guy Ritchie film. That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just hear him trying to like, talk tough to you. You best not be messing with me and me mates, bruv. That kind of. Yeah. yeah, just good call. All right, so you've got the last one. I got the last. And I do have a video for this one if you want me to play it. Yeah, let's play that one. Do we get this? Because oh, this one's fun. This one, actually, I forgot. This is the one that hits, uh, hits yeah. close to home. My name is Adam Hussein Nayiri. It was January 22nd, 2016, that inmate Adam Hussein Nayiri recorded himself and two others breaking out of the men's central jail in Santa Ana. Using a contraband cell phone, he documents how he did it. In this more than 10 minute video handed out through his attorney, Nayiri says he wants to set the record straight. A lot of people like to credit us with some Houdini escape act all in eight minutes flat. Nayiri claims they broke out hours before the sheriff's department says they did following a body count. He records himself squeezing through a metal grate into the plumbing system tunnels. With him are Bok Dong and Jonathan too. They reach the jail's roof, taking selfies along the way. They then rappel down the side of the building using ropes. We had a duffel bag and a backpack full of stuff. Bundles, hundreds of feet of high-grade industrial ropes, 
practically a toolbox. From there, his video shows their road trip north and the kidnapping of a taxi driver who Nairi says kept them calm. The sheriff's department claims <laughs> they took a picture of the taxi driver. This is like yeah. a really <laughs> sorry, this is insane. They really documented, and I will say that to their credit, they not only did they document very well shot footage from a contraband cell phone. Yeah. And I love how we're getting the voiceover of the actual criminal that did all this. Long and Nairi allegedly got in a fight over whether or not they should murder that driver. We were so grateful he decided to help us. This man is truly a hero. On January 29th, Dong turns himself in. Nairi and two hide out in a stolen van in San Francisco. This is our casa right now for the moment. And on the morning of January 30th, a witness spots that stolen van and police move in. The end of Nairi's video apologetic but not to the sheriff's department we scared the hell out of people and caused a lot of anxiety and fear and at the end of the day i can't say i feel good about that that guy has like movie star looks too eh it's so odd that he what a weird thing so what's your thoughts on this story this one hits close to home because actually they go to that jail a lot like they work for the, the, the local government here in orange county so well, hey i know that place <laughs> oh wow yeah he might still be there for you. You want to go say hi to him? Say I have to go to that jail a lot. So this one, obviously, this one's kind of more hilarious despite the kidnapping, but it feels more like they like kidnapped the guy and put him a good time at the same time. I love how the other two guys yeah. were like considering murder. Just goes to show you these are bad people that are in jail. They're not good yeah. people. They might not have even been in jail for murder for all we know because they did get out of this might have been a minimum security type prison. because It escape. was a county jail, right? So it's not prison. Okay. In in the American justice system, you're there when you are you're supposed to you're supposed to be there when you're on trial. Okay. Right. But see, trials also take years because our jail system is so packed, and lots of times guys who are actually serving time just kind of stuck in the network. But like te technically, jail is for people who are on trial for crimes, and prisons are where you go when you're convicted. Oh. So you do end up with guys who could even be innocent. But because then they're put in the jail system, it just and our prison system is so cruel to people, they become these maniacs sometimes. Mm -hmm. institute, that's what we call institutionalized. All right. So there you go. That's the 10 stories. Just to quickly recap, because we went through a lot here. So the two California women who uh, scratched their names into the Coliseum, Cheyenne Rose Antoine, who was killed by her friend after a night of drinking with her belt. The belt was caught on the selfie. Adam Howell, the homeless guy, he robbed the church and lived behind the church, got caught because he took a photo of basically his house near the church or his homeless house near the church. Tommy Beverly, he's the one that uh, stole the cell phones and uh, couldn't resist to capture that self by taking several selfies with at least one of the phones. And it was up to, it was uploaded to the person's cloud. That's right. So the owner's cloud was updated with the criminal. Travis Berkeley, our 34-year-old criminal, looks like he's 55. He killed... <laughs> Sorry, he killed six people. <laughs> he, 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 yeah, to, to uh, make sure there's no witnesses. It was like, you know, when you play Grand Theft Auto 5, yeah. you, know, you have to kill the witnesses. <laughs> you know, it's like CJ and San Andreas has to raid the, the trap house and then kill all the people inside. Like, it's an actual GTA mission. Then we got uh, Cicely Ag Aguilar, who killed the lovely Vanessa Golan, who obviously had a horrible time in, in, in uh, Fort Todd. I was killed by... A, by Cicely's boyfriend, but she helped tear the body apart. And then she took Instagram hashtag photos about you get what's coming to you type girl. Her quote was, sorry, people who fight fire with fire end up with the ashes of their own integrity. 
Very poetic. I don't get it. Daniel Saxon, who stole the dress from the store and posted the selfies of the dress online. We got uh, wanted for a person of interest. We just want to talk to you, Chip. He didn't like yeah. his mugshot, so he set the police different updated uh, photos they used for his mugshot while they tracked him down. They found out where he was due to his uh, constant updating of his photos. And we got Ashley Keys, the guy from the Guy Ritchie film, who took the SIM card out but still used the WhatsApp app on somebody else's phone, posted his uh, criminal activities to the friends of the victims. And lastly, the jailbreak dude, Adam Hussein Nairi, who uh, broke out of the jail and documented a very good jo- documentarian style. Yeah. Uh, there you go. So it was more captivating. And the funny thing yeah. is, too, is that jail had another like high profile breakout, I think, a year or two later. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. You are the guest. I'll let you go last. I'm going to do my pick. The reasons for my pick are twofold. It's a combination of the crime committed and also just the almost blatant disregard. Like Some people made mistakes. They didn't think their selfie was done improperly. They thought they were doing it right or dropped my phone. He had the guy, the homeless guy, dude, he, he dropped his phone. Like He actually took a selfie. It had nothing to do with the crime that he committed he just had it on his phone but he left it at the crime scene his selfie was a kind of an innocent selfie but his phone was left behind so the one that i'm picking and i don't know if it's gonna be yours let me know afterwards though don't tell me now but this one is just it's just so gross it's, to me it was even beyond the six murders the, the yeah. one where the girlfriend of the guy who killed himself after he murdered sexually assaulted the other soldier she like just loved that she got to tear this girl apart literally limb yeah. to limb and then hashtags the incident on her uh, Instagram. So uh, that's by far the worst for me of the uh, selfie incriminations. What's yours there, Tony? I'm going with the six murders. (laughs) (laughs) In the end, okay, church robbery, again, tweaker, clothes thief, tweaker, right? These are just like thoughtless things, but it's petty in the grand scheme of things, right? Like you ended the lives of six people and you're just all, (laughs) That's the one where I'm just like, what the hell are you thinking? Clearly, you've lived a very long 34 years, right? So it means that you have experienced more life and you don't have the cognizance to be like, yeah, I probably shouldn't take a picture of the murders. (laughs) All right. Well, that's a good pick. I I like it. I makes you laugh for the wrong reasons. What is wrong with me? I have a funny one. I, I said I was, I was thinking about this one, like as a story that, that a friend of mine, this happened to a, like an acquaintance in high school, right? Like not one that I'm like really sad about, but I was thinking about this one on like on uh, caught by self-incrimination things okay. is I had a friend growing up. He was like a friend of mine in high school. And then another friend who was in my friend's circle, but it was, I hated the guy, but he was in my circle anyways, kind of friends. You ever get one of those? Oh yeah. Where the, the, the first guy that when I was talking about is uh, he, after high school, he became an exotic dancer and adult performer. Oh wow. Good for him. And uh, yeah, because of that. So he, uh, he was 20 years old, him and another adult performer were found, I think in Montreal in a uh, rock quarry, their dead bodies were found in a rock quarry and there was no signs of robbery. Adult, they had all their jewelry and their watches still on. Because of the nature of his work, right? They thought that this was like a porn industry kind of murder, right? These right. two young and up and young and up and coming stars were taken out like the prime of their career. They're investigating all this stuff, right? They're going through all like porn studios trying to find this and that, like investigating all these things. And then eventually a cabbie comes out with dash cam. This is in 2005, so this is like pre-selfies, but I right. thought this was kind of funny, relevant story on this one. Pre-selfies, 
he still had that old timey like dash cam footage. And he came out of a, a club where they were dancing. So they were flush with cash because these guys were like, uh, a big, especially in Canada. I guess in Canada, they were like a huge performing act of, of male strippers. Right. So they went from the club in Montreal to their hotel room and it was going to be like a $45 cab fare. They decided they didn't want to pay it. So they tried to, they just ran out of the cab to, to, to screw the cabbie out of his fare. But he followed him around town trying to see where they were to go. And eventually they hopped a fence to get away from him. But that fence was to the rock quarry. So they hopped the fence and immediately fell 60 feet to their deaths. Oh, wow. And that was like a funny one of two airheads just like, <laughs> hopped this fence. They both they both went over. Yeah, they both went over. And so, so they like, jumped they over at the turned, same time. He, like... They jumped over a fence to their deaths to get out of like a $42 cab fare. Worth every penny. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it was the Darwin Award. Sometimes yeah. life just takes care of what it takes care of. Yeah. All right. Well, it's my brother, Jason. We'll be back on the show. Don't worry. He's, he officially is my co-host. Like he's my first call. So I, that's how I like to call like Jason, my brother. He's the first one I say, Hey, Jay, you're able to record, but he's been away on vacation. He traversed through the Grand Canyon. That's what he did. So he did the the whole thing, whatever that big trail was, like 38 miles or whatever. He did it. Uh, It's amazing. Uh, He posted some awesome pictures on his Facebook. So we'll get to hear about that um, the next time he's on the show. But that's why he wasn't around uh, for the last couple episodes. But uh, thank you to you, Tony, and to Zip for filling in for Jason. You guys did a great job. And Tony doesn't have a podcast anymore to plug. So any final thoughts before we close? Uh. Just glad to have you on. Actually, I'm going to be, I don't know when this is going to come out, but look for Soon. me. Uh, just after you invited me on, I'm really trying this professional guest thing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be on a podcast called 805 Uncensored, which is like, like a lefty kind of tacos panel. So if you want to hear guys who some are even more left-leaning than me <laughs> and talk about, um, I'm going to be on the 805 Uncensored podcast. I'm going to plug another podcast. Sure. I'm going to be on it. And if you like what you hear, if you like my little rant about um, make sure you plug mine, me. plug mine when you I absolutely will. I'll do okay. the other way around. I'll be like, right. yeah, I'm on this. Yeah, you're you on said, this I'm, little. Yeah, you're on this little. Uh, we call it tour of podcasts. You yeah, that's what I said. I'm, yeah. I'm a professional, not just. Po- I said I'll do podcasts. I will do radio shows. That's what I want to do. I want to just be on there. What are you here to plug? Nothing. That's awesome. I'll get you on again. We'll get you on again for sure. Okay, thank you so much, Tony. Remember, in front of every silver lining, there's a cloud. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you again. Have a great day, everyone.